Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and today is Thursday, July 14th, 2022. It's been a pretty, pretty slow day. Not a whole lot of releases, not too much to talk about today, so a little bit slower from that vantage point, but, um, you know, it. You kind of have those days here and there. You kind of have those weeks where things are a little bit quieter and you don't have as many releases going on. So that was kind of the the play today. We really didn't have a whole ton this morning. We did have one kind of smaller release on Finish Line. And from my understanding, to really do well on Finish Line, you pretty much need a bot. And they cancel a lot. So I don't typically run for Finish Line just because it seems like a waste of time sometimes. I probably should just because if they don't cancel, you can end up getting some really decent shoes. But they did re-release Jordan 4 Military Blacks on Finish Line. Super profitable shoes. So if you're able to hit on those, probably make some money on those. And you could either hold them or sell them. I'd probably sell them, but that's just me. Um, I am mindless right now and I'm still trying to sell them. But... Uh, there's kind of a play with either selling or holding those those shoes. So that's kind of the first thing that uh, that was really the only release that we had today. Not a whole ton else. Uh, things have been slow the past couple of days once Prime Day ended, uh, which was yesterday. So actually today and then probably tomorrow things will be a little bit cooler off. Not a whole ton going on. We do have some dunks releasing. I think there's a dunk releasing on the Nike app tomorrow, so that may be something to look into. Um, but they've been pushing back so much. It's just been crazy. They were supposed to have the Phillies dunk and then the Mets dunk released today. That got pushed back to, I believe, the 25th or 26th of July. So they keep pushing dunks back farther and farther and farther. It is just kind of the way things have been going. So overall, we'll see what we have released tomorrow, and then we'll kind of get after it next week, next no, not next week, the following week when we have easy slides come out. So those will be like the next big thing that I'm looking at. Uh, next week, we do have Travis Scott ones. Supposedly, Travis Scott one, those are dropping next week. So we'll see if those end up coming out. If they do, great. If not, then it's kind of the, it's kind of just like par for the course at this point because things have been releasing way later than they've been anticipated or supposed to. And so that's kind of what we have going on next week. The week after, we have easy slides. Week after that, we have easy day. So things will pick up a little bit, and then that week after, that's going to be August, right? So Easy Day is going to kick off August, and things are going to start to ramp up pretty quick after that. We have September, and then October's Q4, and things are, it's kind of like faster in August than it is in July, and then it's a little bit faster in September and October, and November and December are gone in like the blink of an eye. And so it's really, really crazy how fast things kind of like transition to that buying period and especially I mean you look at Thanksgiving that's really the time where people immediately pivot to looking at Christmas stuff and you have Black Friday Cyber Monday we're looking at a potential uh, Prime Day fall edition this year so that'll be cool as well hopefully they don't do that on Prime Day I talked about that or hopefully they don't do that on Black Friday I talked about that a little bit yesterday but we'll see what they end up doing I'm excited for that because um, there is some opportunity to be had there both as a seller and as a buyer on Amazon. So, uh, and even as a reseller, if you want to buy some of the stuff to resell on eBay or resell uh, locally, you can totally do that. And again, like that release yesterday where they had the $99 TV, I honestly think that it wouldn't be that hard to get $300 or even $400 for that TV. 
Now it is on Amazon right now for 300 bucks, so it would be tough to kind of maybe flip that for 300 bucks. But again, most people in your area may not know that. They're, they may not be as price savvy as you are, so you may be able to squeeze a little bit more out of uh, somebody locally uh, with some of the profits you can make versus somebody on eBay or something. And plus you're not paying shipping and all that kind of stuff, plus you're getting it in cash. The only thing you wanna worry about a little bit is make sure that the bills are not counterfeit. That would be like the one concern I would have. But outside of, of that sort of a predicament you could find yourself in, cash is really probably the best way to go. Some people do Venmo, some people do um, Zelle, but you really do run into issues with chargebacks on those platforms sometimes. Now, if you're dealing with somebody you know or dealing with just somebody who is a good person, they're not going to do that, obviously, but you don't know. And so sometimes people charge back and they'll basically say, hey, I don't know how this money got spent on my Venmo account, and they will get the money back and keep your item. So. That's kind of why cash is king whenever it comes to doing local deals, but I haven't done a ton of them anyways, so if you already have a system worked out for that, then by all means, go do what you were doing. So that's what we have uh, coming up in the future, but right now it's slower. I'm kind of like, it feels like I'm just like beating my head against the wall or a door or whatever hard object you would hit your head against because it's just things have been really, really slow, and I'm trying to figure out what to source for Amazon. I'm still trying to learn that platform. It's a grind. It's not necessarily that much fun, kind of like digging through just like mounds of items and data online. It's not necessarily like the most exciting or thrilling thing, but I do know that there's a large payout if you can figure it out. And so that's what I'm working on right now. I did start using tactical arbitrage yesterday. I'm using it still today. It's been so-so. I saw somebody in one of the groups that I'm in say that it probably takes you a minimum of six months to around a year to really, really be comfortable with the software. If you look at that, I mean, it's an expensive software. If you're using the online arbitrage package, it's $90 a month. If you're doing it monthly, it's I think around something like 780 or 800 bucks. If you're doing it annually, that's a pretty large expense, especially for a lot of newer sellers. So you really do have to have some capital or you have to be pretty committed if you're gonna be paying for it um, for like a whole year upfront. But even at that, $90 a month is still an expensive cost. It's probably one of my highest costs for the month uh, of any other costs that I take in. So other than like shipping and platform fees and stuff like that, but like recurring costs, that would definitely probably be among the top ones that um, would just be like a, a software or something like that. So definitely, if you can figure it out, it's worthwhile. I'm still plugging away at it. I plan on using it for a while. I plan on plugging away at it for as long as um, it takes me to figure it out, but I don't necessarily uh, want to lead anybody down a path of thinking that it's like it's very easy and it does all the work for you there's definitely a lot of filtering you have to do there's a lot of manual labor of going through making sure the items line up making sure like all the stuff is the same and it's definitely something that can be outsourced to a va i mean even the, the process of having them run a certain like search for a target or a best buy or walmart search or something like that and then just having them go through and filter out the items that obviously aren't matches so that are mismatches so if it shows like the one thing i was looking at uh, the amazon item was a pink dress and i believe the target item was like a sticky deodorant like completely different items i don't really know how they match those it couldn't have been an image match because they don't look anything alike and it couldn't have been the upc code because it's definitely not the same so i'm not really sure what kind of voodoo they use to figure that out but that would be something a VA could easily source through and just go, okay, this isn't right. Like, get this off the list. And you come back to every day, there's a list of items that have been run on tactical arbitrage that meet your profit thresholds and the, the key word being and that already are, are good matches because you've had a VA go through and, and kind of filter out the junk that tactical arbitrage can't filter out because it's just a program, right? And you can only take automation so far, right? 
So that's something that a VA would be super helpful to do, something that I would like to look into in the future, but we'll see. Um, let's just take it day by day. Let's figure out Amazon right now. Let's figure out tactical arbitrage. Let's figure out how to use Keepa to the best of our abilities. Now, something I am looking at that would be really cool would be using Keepa and tactical arbitrage together. And this is something that I've been kind of looking at and thinking about a little bit is tactical arbitrage basically goes through and, and looks at the profitability of items. So if I could take a keep a list of items that look like they would fit my criteria and filter that down using tactical arbitrage to say, okay, now go find all the platforms that these are on to purchase, or I guess all the sites that they're on to purchase and see if any of those are profitable for me. That's like a very fast way of filtering through a keep a chart, or it's like something you can do in your sleep, right? Because tactical arbitrage is running 24 seven. Um, it's not connected to your computer. It's an online software, so it can run in the background. You can literally turn your computer off. You can throw your computer away, whatever you want to do, and it'll still run whatever the search is because it's running on their servers. So unless like their servers catch on fire, you're going to be good for whatever search you start. So that is something that would be cool because you could basically, like I do a lot of keep uh, searching and filtering and, and looking through specific brands, specific items. And typically it takes me a while because I'll go through and say, okay, is this profitable? Is this profitable? Is this profitable? This looks like it could be profitable. I got to go look up and see where there's a source for that. Okay. I don't see a source for that. I had to go back and it's just a big waste of time where if I could generate a few lists of those, go to bed and like whatever I'm going to bed, start some searches. And then even if I started those searches and have them running throughout the day, I could have a virtual assistant go back in, like I said, filter out the stuff that doesn't match. And maybe I have a list of 10, 20, 30 items that meet my profitability that match based on what the, the actual items are, the same item. And then I can say, hey, is this an item that I want to source based on the Keepa chart? Is this an item that looks like it could be profitable for me in the future? But that takes time. That, that takes a lot of time. And it's, it's not necessarily the most fun thing figuring out. I do believe that it is probably kind of a test of willpower though because I don't think most people do this sort of a thing because it, it honestly sucks sometimes, right? Like you're sitting there, you're, you're just filtering through data, you're filtering through items. This item doesn't match, this item doesn't match, this item doesn't match and you'll go eight hours sometimes without finding something and maybe the next day you find three items and, and that's it, right? And it's like there's not a whole lot of reward when you're first starting out and so people easily lose interest and they think this doesn't work, this will never work, I'm not smart enough, this, doesn't, this is a scam and they get out of it. And really what I think it is, is just there's a kind of a steep learning curve for stuff like this. And so most people don't have the willpower or the desire to sit there for a while and try and figure it out. Um, and when you have things that have a steep learning curve, there's there's two good things about that. Well, there, there's actually a positive and a negative. The, the negative is obviously it's a steep learning curve. It's very difficult. It's hard to kind of master that sort of a, a topic or that sort of skill. And so with that sort of thing, it's going to take a lot of time, effort, dedication, and, and the whole nine yards on that kind of sphere and spiel, right? The other thing is that it's positive because if there's a steep learning curve, there's typically a large barrier to entry, probably just based on like somebody wanting to figure it out, somebody actually having the desire to figure it out. And so the larger the barrier to entry, the less competition there is. And so those are like the two things that that's something that's really important to think about too, right? Is is there a large barrier to entry and if I can figure out how to get around that or how to get over it, then I'm kind of in the clear because most people won't even like try and get past whatever the barrier is. And so whether it's a gated item, whether it's learning how to use a software like tactical arbitrage, which is just completely a pain sometimes and also completely like uh, an amazing program if you can figure it out and get it to work right. Um, 
there's like it's just there's a lot of different things and a lot of different programs and a lot of different softwares and just a lot of different things you can learn and so a lot of people either get overwhelmed they decide that it doesn't work because they just don't want to put in the time and effort to figure it out or they feel like it's a waste of their time and they don't ever want to actually sit down and build a business so they kind of skip it and move on and that's good for us because it's less competition right if everybody woke up tomorrow in the world so they wanted to sell on amazon there would be a tremendous amount of competition. It would get really difficult to actually make a profit on there. It's not to say it wouldn't be able to be done, but it'd be really, really difficult and probably almost impossible to do as just the average person. But that's kind of the lesson. That's the good thing about this is that it's very difficult for people to kind of learn how to sell on Amazon because there's just a lot of time that you need to put in. People don't either have the time or they don't want to dedicate it. And so there is the opportunity for you to be able to learn this skill set and then be able to go out there and sell and have a a unique skill set and b something that will probably translate very well into the future because amazon's like the biggest platform out there right they do 50 percent of all e-commerce sales in the united states and e-commerce is like going to probably maybe not double but it definitely will grow uh substantially in the next you know decade and even past that so you know as we trend more online people are going to want to sell more online people are going to want to buy more online and if you, even if you're just looking for like a skill set that you can translate into a different job, selling on Amazon, selling on eBay, having e-commerce skills and being able to manage inventory and cash flow and stuff is just like a, a very beneficial skill to throw on a resume if that's your like if that's what you want to do. I don't, but if that's something you were looking to do and you just wanted to build up some really unique skills to put on a resume, I think it would be a great skill to have is to say I've operated and owned an e-commerce business. Ultimately, it wasn't for me, but it was something that I, I thought would be uh, you know, fun and I did decent with it. Here's kind of how I did it. Here's how I managed my time. Here's how I managed my books. Here's how I managed my inventory. Here's how I manage uh, my customer service. And you have like a very unique skill set there because most people come out of college, they don't have any of that or they just have one of those skills, right? If you're a communications major, maybe you're good at customer service. If you're a business or finance person, maybe you're good at the books. And if you're, I don't know, I, I don't even know, maybe a business person again, you may be good at just like figuring out inventory and keeping stock of stuff. But typically people don't have all three or four of the skill sets needed to successfully run a business and especially like an e-commerce business so if you can walk into a job especially in something that would require you to have some sort of skill set like that uh, you would be in a huge position and at a major advantage to be able to go in there and say hey I've done this before I'm, I'm like the top candidate there so if that's what you want to do by all means you have a very steep advantage in that again that's not what I want to do I like to build a business and I want to build one on Amazon right now and see how it goes learn the skill sets learn how keywords work on there because there's a lot of benefits to just reading titles all day and one of them being that you start to understand intuitively how the keywords work you start to understand what a good picture looks like you start to understand like all these different things that come into Amazon so that if you want to go out there and start a wholesale company or you want to start a private label brand or you want to do a number of things even like you know work with companies to help get them onboarded onto Amazon you have that skill set you can say hey I know what works on Amazon I've I've done it before I do it now with my business I'd like to help you I'd like to help you get your products on Amazon and you know I get a small cut of whatever you sell on there great you know and you manage it for them you get a team of VAs to kind of manage the the day-to-day stuff and if there's something you really need you talk to the person who owns the business and you kind of figure out how to do whatever you need to do that would be a little bit outside the scope of what a VA could do if not you want to do private label you at least understand how the Amazon platform works and Amazon's a lot more like forgiving and catering towards private label brands than they are to resellers resellers do provide a lot of products on other platform but private label brands are like their bread and butter because 
those are real brands like with real products that are their own uh we're not we i mean you can build a brand like that but mainly private label brands are selling their own stuff and amazon kind of wants them on their platform first because they are like the most legitimate of legitimate uh sellers to have and so there's them and then there's the wholesalers and you know again like if you know how to sell on Amazon, you know how to do replenishables, you know how to do uh, just the, the day-to-day stuff on Amazon, getting to a wholesale account isn't necessarily as large a leap as if you just try to do it straight off the bat. And so there's a lot of skill sets that can be translated into that. You also learn a lot about products doing replenishables, which is something that I like. You get to see what products sell and you get to see what products sell a lot. And so if you're trying to build up like this, this kind of database in your head as to what works, what doesn't, what sells, what doesn't, Amazon's kind of the best platform to learn because it really helps you scale into whatever platform you feel uh, that you want to move to, right? There's tons of Amazon sellers that do well on Amazon. They move to Walmart, they move to eBay, they move to uh, a Shopify store. Like these are all things you can do. And you may think, well, why eBay? Like, why would you sell on eBay? Well, some items that sell really well on Amazon will also sell on eBay. And I'm not just talking about like retail arbitrage stuff that's just like your toys and, and video games and stuff like that. I'm talking about like regular items will sell on eBay. And it's a lot lower of a volume than on Amazon, but there is there is some translation there. And Walmart is also pretty, it's a pretty good correlation between Walmart and Amazon where I think like one out of every four sales on Amazon would happen on Walmart. So like if you have an item that sells maybe... I don't know, 40 times a month on Amazon, you probably get 10 sales a month on Walmart. So you can kind of figure that out and play with that a little bit and say, okay, I could actually build some other streams of income here. Obviously, you don't want to just be like sitting on one platform. That's kind of one of the big things. And that's that's something that I've thought about a lot before and something that I've been hearing about a lot in some of the stuff through the silent sales team that they've been talking about. is just like not being beholden to one platform. And you can kind of move into other platforms. You can also get a good idea of what sells and what doesn't. And again, if you want to go out there and work with another brand and say, hey, let me help you get on Amazon. Looks like you're missing out on a huge opportunity here. I know which of your products probably has the best chance of selling. We can also look at Keepa. They probably have no idea what that is. You can kind of say, hey, here's the cheat code. We can look at Keepa and see if there's, first off, we can see if there's anybody even selling your products. And if there is or there was, we can see how well it was selling. We can go through the things to either get you to be a the only person selling that product or you know kind of however you want to go about that but there's a lot of play you can do with amazon so that's why i'm working at this i think it'll be a big payoff if i can get it to work so that's what i'm working on right now come rock with me and we'll figure it out together so that being said i'm gonna go you guys have a great rest of your thursday and i'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast have a good one peace